Hello and welcome to Movie Buffs, the show that covers the best action films of all time. I'm your host, Cisco from Misfit Minded. Follow me on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube at Misfit underscore Minded on Twitter, Rampage underscore Misfit, and my website at MisfitMinded.com. And I'm your host, Shani B. You can find me on all the socials at It's Me, Shani B. And today we're talking about the iconic franchise that turned 35 this year. Of course, we're talking about Die Hard franchise that crosses four decades uh the diehard films chronicle the high stakes misadventures of detective john mcclane who always seems to be in the wrong place at the wrong time um so shani b what do you think of this franchise yes <laughs> i mean i love it right yeah. it's it's one of those ones that i think will always stand as something i want to revisit and rewatch all the way through even though there are some that are not as enjoyable as others but I just love this one. I love Bruce Willis for life. And I like the idea of him being a kind of franchise figure that can return to every movie believably. You know, he's not like mm. a killer returning again. He finds a way to believably be like, oh, I'm just uh, I am a cop and there is a crime taking place and I happen to be there. And I kind of like that like silly simple setup that it always is because then the story and bruce willis do the rest for me and i love that um what about you what's your relationship to this franchise i think it's kind of similar to what we were talking about with um the rambo series um in that you know it pretty much my love for it begins and ends with the first movie <laughs> oh i'm so excited to talk more about that okay keep going um, keep going it just and like a lot of these like action franchises it's like what you just said is basically what i kind i kind of can't get past it you know it's just like the whole beauty of the first one which i re I, I saw yesterday on the big screen for the first time yes um, which was amazing but the whole you know point of that one was like this is an average new york cop finds himself in this situation oh shit you know, how is he going to get himself out of this? And then every sequel you make after that, it becomes less and less. This guy is in a situation he can't control. Like, it's like, no, he's done this five times already now. So I guess, I guess it just, just happens to him. Like, uh, or like, you know, it's, but you can apply. Yeah, he's one of those people. <laughs> so many franchises, like um, if it's like Taken 3 and it's like, oh my God. His wife and daughter get kidnapped again. Shocker. Someone <laughs> get them on a watch list or something already. Uh, or like we said, like Rambo, it's like this guy can't ever get on vacation without being part of a war somewhere. It's like. <laughs> <laughs> it's very true. So, the action yeah. franchise hero, he rarely gets to stay the authentic man that was created for us at the top of these franchises. Definitely to your point, I, I'm i interested to keep comparing the longevity to the way that the story must evolve because I feel like he's a celebrity within the films always. Like they're always like, John McClane, John McClane. Everyone's always saying his name. Everyone's always wanting to get to know who he is. Yeah. And that's like an interesting part of, of this franchise to me. Because um, I do feel like I completely agree that as they go on, it's sort of like, okay, there has to be something else that goes on in this dude's life. He can't just do one of these adventures every like six years. But I kind of feel like Bruce Willis grounds that. His ability to still be like, what the fuck is this shit? 
yeah. <laughs> really makes it feel like even he is sort of like, how can this really be what's happening to me? How can I still be in the wrong place at the wrong time? Thirty years later, thirty-five years later. Yeah, I mean, he's like, I'm not like, I do enjoy some of the sequels or whatever, but it's just like that's my biggest problem with it is it's just like one is such a perfect movie, perfect script, perfect execution. Like it didn't need any sequels, and then once you get down the sequel rabbit hole, it's like, you know, the where what I forget what is it the. I think it's the fourth one, the one that's PG thirteen, and you know you get the you get the yippee kaye motherfucker, but like the gunshot has to cover up the motherfucker because it's PG thirteen. Oh my god, we're so edgy, bro. <laughs> <laughs> that is a it's real like, bummer. <laughs> I know. It's just like God, we can't even. We can't. You're you're trying to do something and you can't even do it all the way because of your your restraints that you put on your on your movie. Yeah, that you um, chose because yeah. you're to your point the violence in the first one is awesome it's so bloody it's so explosive oh, yeah. and th this is a franchise where none of them should should be pg-13 but oh. i guess like it has to survive over the years so it tried a lot of weird things to stay alive and i'm curious uh, in the sequel space how do you feel about them finishing the initial trilogy with like a the whole someone is doing this to him on purpose storyline because you know how that was like supposed to be a different movie and they just like appropriated it to die hard um uh with a vengeance yeah um what do you think about how, like i think that movie also saves the fact that like if it was going to be a trilogy then maybe it's following some trilogy rules mm -hmm. but i also feel like that is an unpopular opinion so i want to get your take on that do you like number three that's probably like the best one outside of the first one for me is number okay. Two. Um, but again, it's like it's like you're saying it's like that could have been its complete own movie and probably been equally as great. <laughs> yep. Uh, but because it's we needed to make franchises now, um, it has to be part of Die Hard. So, um, is that the one too where it's like Hans Gruber's brother? Is that's the one simon, simon says. says yeah okay yeah some of these all like kind of blend together to, for me too so that's just kind of confusing but uh some, like all the different terrorists um that are coming out <laughs> <Exactly. there. laughs> um but yeah i think and then they they sold again right there like they do enough to like tie it together to the franchise so it doesn't just feel like a like a script that was just like you know, they scratched off the title and just put like Die Hard 3 on it. And that was it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, that was that one. That one's good. Two, I never was like really into two, to be honest. Like um, if we're just like if we're talking about the franchise now and then like we talked about how four is kind of a bummer in a lot of ways. But there's some <laughs> cool stuff in it, like some cool Justin acting. Long, Maggie Q. Yeah, the people are cool. <laughs> And then five, I watched once and will probably never revisit again. Same. <laughs> it's five so, is bad. so bad. <laughs> it's so bad. <laughs> Fully Bruce Willis checked out. Like, I'm only doing this for the check. I don't want to be here. They just, like, didn't finish it. It feels like the color was, like, never completed. They were like, we just aren't going to spend money on coloring this. It's not worth it. 
I, yeah, number five for sure. I can live without completely. But I think that's like what Courtney happened. Like, still (laughs) stop trying to make Guy Courtney happen, you guys. He's not gonna happen. Not happening. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man, it's true. I feel like that. That's an interesting thing about these franchises too. Is a lot of them try to do that thing where they're looking for the guy that might be able to take it over. Um, Terminator. Uh, you know, Amelia Clark, they tried. Like, exactly. You know. <laughs> All the prettiest ladies Not cannot make Jai Courtney yeah. <laughs> desirable. Jai. Was Jai Courtney in that franchise too? I don't know. Uh, yeah. 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 It's just. Yeah. He's everywhere. Uh, he, uh, yeah. His best role, in my opinion, is in the first Jack Reacher, which like nobody likes, but okay. I like it because I like the way he and Tom Cruise like work off of each other. I remember um, but otherwise, that okay enough. I don't yeah, I don't remember <laughs> yeah. it though like at all. I'm pretty good um otherwise for yeah. sure. Um, yeah, I guess what do you think though about like the difference between trying to make a complete story and doing like maybe an encapsulated trilogy and like the sequel churnout? Cuz I think what's interesting about when we were talking about like Rocky and Rambo is they don't feel some of them feel like a continued string story and some of them feel like they could have been one-offs. And Die Hard 3 sort of toes the line. So I guess, like, what do you think about this franchise in terms of, is it actually telling John McClane's story or is it really literally the comic book of John McClane's misadventures? Uh, I think it would be the comic book version. I mean, I couldn't tell you, like, what's John McClane's arc in out of the five movies. Like, I don't. Has he in what way? Like, there's it's not really about that. Um, I mean, is his relationship technically repaired with uh, Mary Elizabeth Winstead? Like, maybe they want that because then they try the Jai Courtney thing with, like, the son aspect. And I, I guess, mean, like... like that it, that's what bums me out, too. Like, whenever I watch the first one, because, again, like, I keep saying, perfect movie. Yes. Uh, why did Reginald Vell Johnson never come back? That storyline is so amazing. Like It's so true. They meet at the end and they just have like this bro moment, you know, it's so beautiful. Yeah, they're so grateful. And they're basically like, you know, he, he even says at the end, he's like, because um, Reginald Vell Johnson's wife, you know, he says, uh, you know, I'm expecting my first child. And he's and he's like, yeah, man, we got to take our kids out for it. And then and then he goes like, yeah, so- sounds like a date. And it's just like, oh, sh- why don't why is it that a sequel? I'd rather see that than fucking just put John McClane in a terrorist scenario. Like I want to see the progression. Same thing yes. with like, his marriage to Holly, you know, like that was a whole arc in the first one where, you know, they're getting divorced, you know, yep. there's like a push and pull there. And then at the end through, you know, offing all of these terrorists, you know, saves his marriage and Christmas in the process. <laughs> so that is why number one is a perfect movie and didn't ever need a sequel. <laughs> I mean, if it's you true. Have, why didn't you bring any of those? I would have. Holly never came back. You know what I mean? Well, like, they when they bring them back in number two, though, they don't bring them back in a significant way because right. I think that's what makes number two really random. Is yeah. that like it does try to bring the newscaster back somehow? He too is there to cover oh, this yeah, story. That's right. Like, yeah, it I just, about that. The second one in particular is like really staged in a way where you're like okay this one clearly is like we really don't care about the story we just want to do all the things we think made the first one awesome and i think that's why maybe the third one is the one that i always thought was the sequel 
because I think people just were like, we could skip number two. It's like literally nothing. Um, mm-hmm. He intercepts another terrorist cell and that's really all he does. Um, and at least in the third film or whatever, he's he gets to be more active with like another person. It just should have been Reginald Vale, even though Samuel L for life, of course. Um, but you know what I mean? They they never bring back and expand the world like it's the MCU. And I guess they're they're too early. They're too early in the franchise discussion to do it. To have uh, Samuel Jackson come in the credits and be like, we're forming a team of <laughs> terrorist fighters. We yes, want, we want you on our on our team. Uh, oh, that's like hard because I almost feel like McLean McLean. I want McLean in the Mar- MCU because I think I prefer it like personally. But I also feel like McLean's a good DC like figure too. He'd really fit into the DC universe. So maybe Suicide Squad or mm-hmm. whatever the Marvel equivalent is because I am not actually very well versed. <laughs> True. He's good in Sin City. I mean, that's kind of like a graphic novel. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like having like a good director can also make a difference. And I do feel like what's strange about franchises is they have to they're like towing a weird line where it can't always be about the director when it really should. Because like McTiernan doing leading this with the high level of art and uh, special effects and all kinds of stuff. It is kind of like I wish it was a Mission Impossible style franchise sometimes where big directors came and wanted to do something really cool with Bruce Willis. Like, I kind of feel like because Bruce Willis basically proved himself with this movie, he didn't get the same respect that like TC gets through his franchise. Yeah. And like I had for I think why one and three are the best is because he directed them. McTiernan. Oh, McTiernan comes back for number three. I'm pretty sure I just checked. I just double checked. Yeah, he did. Let's go. Um, so, I mean, that, I feel like that has a big part of it because there's some amazing, like, suspenseful set pieces in, in three. Um, yeah, three is pretty wild. But one, I would say, still has, like, the best villain. I mean, Alan Rickman. It's just amazing, like, I guess, like, rewatching one, like, how every, like, 15 minutes is, like, a different performance from an actor that's, like, instantly memorable and, like, going for it and doing something interesting and i'm just like man like if only like action movies today like had this level of like even our henchmen can be interesting like the one henchman that just like eats candy bars behind the counter i'm like just you didn't need no lines you didn't need no lines for that this guy was just hungry you know Mm -hmm. picking up a a hotel like a a tower is is gotta get you hungry you know it's a high stress <laughs> situation yeah. you require energy and protein lots of stuff that you need to think about and you're right those details they're so good like when alan rickman is trying to trick john mcclain and he's sort of oh like oh you're God. one of those guys his his american English, accent his american accent is so bad but so good though at the same Perfect. time yeah, it's so He's surprising like, no, to see him. No. <laughs> it always makes me laugh. Like, just the, um, he really goes for it. Even, like, John gives him props, too, like, afterwards where, I mean, he figures it out that he's not really an Who American. Says he is. Yeah, mm-hmm. but, like, I like even, like, uh, you know, once he uh, reveals himself and he's just like, man, you went in on that accent. Like, <laughs> <laughs> McLean always cuts through the bullshit. He sure does. Oh, uh, every and then every line there is like a fucking one line, like so memorable. I mean, like 
you know, again, like very simple, but just like the amount of times that just it's just Bruce Willis just going California, like, and that's yeah, it's that's funny. They said. It's yes, in, it's California. Like the guy that just kisses him on the cheek. And he's like, yep, California. Here we are. It's almost like yep. he's like winking to the camera, like, oh, California. Like, I was gonna say, like, there's something about how why they can't have an expanded universe here is because the best part of these movies is when McLean is hanging out with himself talking and himself. talking to himself, <laughs> or like in the vents with the. With the Exactly. 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 Loading guns. Oh yeah. In the in the elevator shoot. Just he I love that he always he's making sure that he he's gonna say how he kind of feels, whether there's a person there or not, because I think that's part of the every man of him. That like Mm. sometimes in real life when people like shock me, I'll say something out loud without even realizing it. You Mm. know, like I think that there's something about his really authentic quality. That's for sure in the first one, but that like over time is a hard thing to stay on the ground with because the franchise around him goes from being this thing. Yeah, that could be Mm -hmm. where, you know, one, you're just on this one building. Amazing location, honestly, like hell yeah, so cool looking and just the concept of it, like literally after this Die Hard was made, it was like people trying to make their own franchises off of die hard on a boat, die hard on a yep. plane, die hard on a train, like all this other shit. On a bus. Let's <laughs> <Yeah>. go. <laughs> um, so that's I want to do all of them. That should tell you right there, like how influential it is. But yeah, they always like you to your point, they always leave out like that that relationship. Like I think that authenticity is what Roy or um Al is that yeah, Al, <laughs> Reginald L. Johnson that's what what he picks up on over the radio where he's like this is just a guy trying to survive like and i'm trying and they're trying to help each other you Mm -hmm. know like and but you know all the you know bureaucracy of it of police work and like i'm the boss here like i call the shots and they have like some amazing assholes in the first like hall of fame level the principal from breakfast love club comes in there yes six it's like mm-hmm. you know how do you know he's like he said he could tell the id was fake and he's like jesus christ <laughs> <laughs> he could be a bartender for christ's sake <laughs> like such yep. a prick yep oh, it's so hilarious and then like then the fbi comes and they treat him like that johnson and johnson come that's right they're just like these like wild like reminds you of saigon hey slick like fucking adrenaline junkies and then you got um the news guy from ghostbusters hell yeah and such a dick yep and then um what's his name at the party the cokehead dude at the party oh yeah that who's trying to like make moves (laughs) on holly (laughs) just such an asshole like thinks he's got it all under control you know hans booby And I also love how, like, I can't remember what does McLean call him a jackass when he's like, I don't know you. Yeah. <laughs> the way that he's trying to also yeah, save this guy. Over the, over the headset of the radio. Just like, don't you don't know what you're guy. doing. You don't know these guys. You <laughs> <laughs> like, still, McLean is like low key a really good guy because yeah. he hates this dude. He knows what this dude is trying to do and what this dude has been trying to do with his wife as well. 
And still, he's like, I'm not trying to get this guy killed, though. Show him the watch. It's a Rolex. Like, oh, even like, that's like his first line. It's like, oh, God, I hate this guy already. But he's the worst guy. And I even like that, like, you know, you uh, this is stuff you forget. But like, I've seen it so many times that like, uh, again, when you when when that happens, you like look at the little scenes and it's so it's so well done how like the first scene that um, Bruce Willis has with his wife uh, when he meets her at the party and there's mm-hmm. this like very like tight line they're walking where it's like, you know, that she made the spare bedroom, you know, he might come mm-hmm. over for Christmas. She's leaving that option open uh and you know that but then she's like asked where he's staying and you know they're in, and she's like you know why don't it could be just easier if you just stay they know the kids would love to have you i would love to have you like and you're mm-hmm. like okay he's going good and then he has to put his foot in his mouth and be like okay miss Gennaro, and like start a fight and it's like oh dude you were so close <laughs> like yep. she was opening the door and you just slammed it shut and and but then afterwards, what we were saying, like him by himself is so funny because he's in the mirror, basically like scolding himself like I am every time I see that part. And he's like, you idiot. Why did you do that? <laughs> <laughs> it's just there's just something exactly. so human about it where it's just like we've all had that moment where in a relationship or a friendship or something, we say something we shouldn't have. And then afterwards, we're like, fuck, why did I say that? I really didn't have gone that far. Like, I didn't have to go that far. But exactly. the whole Gennaro last name thing, too, on a script level, plays a huge part. Because, you know, that's how, you know, they don't know that they're married. And then that becomes, like, a huge reveal later on. Yeah. Uh, so it's just, it's so clean. Like, that script, I feel like if I was going to write an action movie, I'd probably, like, study that one the most. It's just so... Mm everything it's that one and legally blonde right <laughs> side by side two of the best screenplays <laughs> the best action franchise starters for sure <laughs> that's uh, the pack <laughs> but just like yeah how everything is just like connected like all around like you know it, it's it's simple things like when he he calls uh I'm I'm just forgetting everyone's name in here, and I just watched the movie. God, I'm just tired. I'm just tired <laughs> I, mean... I promise <laughs> he calls the the limo driver uh and they're and they're talking at first and then that's when they cut the lines and like that's his first clue that something is off you know what I right mean? and mm-hmm. then the limo driver stuck in there the whole time because they close off the that's right <laughs> the exits and so it's like and you kind of forget about him but then at the end you know he has his like hero moment you know <laughs> yeah everything is set up and in place the way it's yeah. supposed to be even as meticulous as like the terrorists themselves are going to be, which is, I think, to your point in the script, like nothing is wasted. That scene with them is so tight and precise. Yeah. All of the dialogue when it takes place is so precise. And so is the action. You know, the sequences that carry you through are they're so good and they don't have to go wide and they don't have to recontextualize the scene for us the way that in like four and five, just a bunch of recontextualizing because there's so much CG by that point. And here, it, you could see how dirty this fool is and sweaty and bloody and messy everything is. It's awesome. <laughs> yeah, his beater gets like so dirty so fast. It's hilarious. <laughs> and I love that he has no shoes, that he's without shoes. So but again, like, yeah, he like, set that up. That's the first scene of the movie where he's on the plane. 
So and you good. just get this random guy fish with your toes. <laughs> exactly. I've been doing it for nine years. Trust me. <laughs> He's like, all right, fish with your toes. And he fucking tries it he, later on. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I there is something he about right, how, yeah. yeah, how well thought out it is and how all of these franchises. I think they start in a place that is so strong. No wonder people get this idea of, yeah, there's always more to go into the well and get from this because it is a rich idea. They just didn't really develop it in this franchise. Like, mm-hmm. I do think it's kind of weird how in two and three, like uh, Holly, Holly is the mom. Um, in two and three, Holly is like around. They're still trying to get their marriage yeah, to I think it's the work. One. I forgot but- that like they did try and bring her back for like she's like well, on he, an airplane the though, third one right or something yeah she's on an airplane the whole time in the second so weird. but in the third one everyone's talking about how he should just get over himself and call her again so we're just like starting we're back we're over back yeah one. with yeah. that and then they just completely skip over it in four when they're yeah. like we have this like n- nice young hot actress who will play his daughter and we'll be preoccupied with her instead yeah. and also we'll give maggie q no lines because she's just awesome know. It's so disappointing. <laughs> I know. Um, God, what was I going to say? Um, but yeah, it's just, I don't know. Everything, everything set up, payoff. Like, yeah, the shoes part. And then that becomes like a small problem he has to think about at all times. Because like, that's mm-hmm. convenient. You know, and like when he, when he takes out the first guy and he like tries on his shoes and he's like, I happen to kill the one guy that has speech called <laughs> <in> my sister. <laughs> yes he's just it's so fun it's so good and then like you know hans uses that against him you know by shooting the, you know shoot the glass yeah blah, blah, blah. like in that that causes to your point some like really bloody you know foot trail um you know so yeah everything oh, just feels God. so real and like for a movie that's 35 years old like it's just it's a christmas classic i gotta say it's it's you know, that, that whole thing was I feel like that debate is has been fought and won at this point because I saw Die Hard this week in December. Didn't come out in December when on right. original release date. So what does that tell you? People are watching Die Hard around Christmas. That's anyway. why they're showing it back in again. And it is though, like if I didn't want to bring this debate up, I don't if I don't care if you I don't know if you care. Oh, I'm it. in. I think it's one hundred percent a Christmas movie. But like the music throughout like there's like literally jingle bells like you know like (laughs) jingling throughout the whole thing it's the (laughs) whole reason that the heist can take place is because christmas Christmas. is detaining everyone right yeah christmas Christmas is integral to the story yeah i didn't know they celebrated christmas in japan (laughs) i mean there's something yeah there's something about how like i think mclean is a character people really love because he also seems to say what a lot of people are sort of dumb he's sort of dumb (laughs) he's sort of like the average dumb american (laughs) i mean i'm sorry to say but like that's that's what i mean he says what the average american is kind of thinking and it's often a little buffoonish or hard around the edges but like coming from this authentic guy helps us maybe make more space for that kind of guy in general. <laughs> I think that's a real thing though. Like this isn't even like us overanalyzing it. Like I do feel like that's a like because if you look at the bad guys in the first one, they're like these sophisticated 
aristocrats in business suits, you know, like yeah, yeah, like high in. profile, yeah. And then you got McLean, who doesn't even have shoes. He literally has like a tank top, and yeah, he's not and dressed. Pants. Yeah, and you know, he's not the most educated, but it's that no nonsense, cut through the bullshit attitude mm-hmm. uh, that ends up, you know, making him win win at the end. You know, like, but then I, you know, that just leads to some of the best. You know, when he's like, you know, you're just another American cowboy who's seen too many movies. <laughs> you, think, <laughs> you think you're Rambo. He even name drops Rambo. Yep. <laughs> John Wayne, Rambo. <laughs> Alan he... Rickman. That's his first performance. Imagine that's your first on-screen performance and you create one of the best villains of all time. Like Seriously. Yeah. I just have to like stand up and like I mean, he is never not good. Straight up, never not good. But another reminder of how the best movies always start with the top tier talent. And a a villain like him is kind of a must because you need that level. And you need that level so you can see that that's where Bruce Willis is too. Like he's playing an unsophisticated person, but I think that's actually harder to do than play a sophisticated one. So in Mm. in many ways, I, I like Die Hard as like an example of how in Bruce Willis's career at the time, people were like, he's kind of soft. He's kind of sweet. Oh, they he hated isn't really him. an action star. Like most fanboys of anything. Exactly. You know, Michael Keaton is Batman, really? Blah, blah, blah. Like, this guy from Moonlighting is going to be an action star? It's just like, we have not learned our lesson to this day. People get mad at fan castings. And it's just like, I'm just like, I wait just don't till it comes know. out. Like, just <laughs> yeah, wait. wait till- you, can, right. you can say it sucks when you watch it like just just wait stop doing this like oh god remember that these people are actors what they yes. do is pretend yeah. so if you think you know who they are based on one of their pretends then that is on the most you recent one was robert pattinson that, of I, course. Can, that I can remember because they were of like course. the twilight guy is batman and i'm like in my head because he's done fucking like artistic movies Yes, and action movies for sure. I'm Mm -hmm. like, this dude's gonna kill it, and he did. (laughs) Nailed it. Nailed it. Man, so it's just yeah. I guess like doing this, just stop. That's all. People don't. Well, people just underestimate kind of like what it takes. I think to be to join the ranks of John Wayne and Rambo, and I feel like I like that line in this movie because it's almost like that's the hope of a character like McLean is that he will be always mentioned in Mm -hmm. conversation with these guys. And it's kind of amazing that like that did come to pass, you know, like because thankfully Bruce Willis showed up every time. Like if there was a weird diehard where he wasn't there, oh man, that would have been so awkward. So I'm glad that technically I will give it that. that there I think is, it's done. And I mean, all the main ones have that at least where it's like, because when you get to like, I think that's where franchises for me, like that's like a non-starter for me. You can't even get the original guy back. Why my yeah, why, why are we using the name? And they're usually like direct to DVD at that point anyway, too. You know, so That's it's true. just like, yeah, it's not the same. But yeah, at least, you know, uh, he came back for all of them. He seems to be trying for at least like the first three. And then after that, it's like debatable. <laughs> Remember, the guy he's playing in number four is like the funniest kind of guy. He's like the yeah. guy that in the team don't they like try and make fun of him for being like you're an old man at now like yeah yes and he also kind of does 
play into it. Like the character yeah. in that film is kind of like, yeah, jerk off. I'm still this guy. I refuse to join the next generation. And so like, there's like a kind of push and pull I don't love in there because they almost turn him into like not just a, a tough guy, but like kind of more of an asshole. Not just like yeah. the asshole that we always knew he was because he's a little bit of a gaslighter or something, but like a true asshole who's like mean sometimes. Like the stuff he says about uh, Maggie Q in that movie when he's just trying to like talk shit and gaslight Timothy Oliphant. I'm just sort of like, yeah. Man, McLean knows better than this. I know. He doesn't need to do this shit. <laughs> yeah, like, uh, you know, I don't mean to go here, but I think John McClane is definitely voting for Trump. Like, <laughs> yes, he, twice. I don't right? yeah. like, I think the first time, and it's probably still going to at this point. Like, <laughs> <laughs> McLean, he is that guy for sure. And I guess, like, that's what I was, Ooh, I was curious idea. about. Ooh, put your executive movie? hat on. An action movie at Trump Tower. Let's do it. Die Hard at Trump Tower. <laughs> and nah, I'm gonna get in so much trouble. Can we destroy the building? Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. I'll yes. Just, now that I say that though, yeah, Trump would probably not approve because I would. Yeah. He'd be to... like, I have to be in it. Do you yeah. think he would try to do a cameo like he always does in movies that take place in New York? I had to have a speaking part. I what was that? That was just happened in a movie. Oh, um, I was watching Wolf of Wall Street uh recently it's on netflix oh, yeah i just put it on great movie uh, so good. and i remember uh listening to a podcast and they said that trump almost had a cameo but he wanted like an extended like speaking part and scorsese was just like all right bro like move thank on god. <laughs> but, <laughs> thank god thank god <laughs> but when i rewatched it though the scene where um leo breaks up with his wife in it they're in front of trump tower uh, yep. and, that, and that happened so i thought that was pretty funny <laughs> <laughs> yeah we'll still nod to it yeah obviously it's a building that is known in the skyline right around columbus circle or whatever and that's like a popular area to shoot so i feel like he he gets lucky in that sense but i definitely think mclean is the kind is the dude who's out here like our guy's not getting a fair shake for sure <laughs> yeah and i'm trying to even think like how you would even like Cause I'm like, would it make more sense to just put him on like some like, you know, uh, terrorist team or something, you know? But then like you would kind of lose out on, I'm just a guy at the wrong place at the wrong time type of thing. So it's like it's kind of a lose lose either way. I'm sure like they have these conversations when writing the sequels. They have <laughs> like, to. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, in number two, he literally says out loud, how can the same shit happen to the twice. same guy twice? So like he's definitely like going to call attention to this across the franchises every time he is or, or across the sequels, every time he is realizing that he oh, here comes another misadventure. You know, oh, yeah, just pick up the kid, middle of the night, yeah. easy transport. You know, like, I'm Don't just trying to visit my son. Don't they too in, in the second one? The airplane yes. blows up? He, he survives. Two he two flies out in the chair and is able to survive it. It's But I mean, like, the, funny... civilian, the civilian plane. Is oh, it, the civilians yeah. die, right? The God, terrorists dude. do crash one plane to, like, say what's up. Speaking of not holding up post 9-11, jeez. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh, man, I'm watching so many good Christmas movies right now that are like old school. And some of them are in New York featuring that skyline. And I'm like, ah, man, it is wild. Oh, the best. The best. I think that's 
that's another one though where it's like speaking of trump he's in there too uh but uh (laughs) but uh where it's like it stretches your disbelief because it's like if that happened to me as a parent the first time he's the first one getting checked onto the plane every single time the rest of my life you know what i mean so the fact that they do it again like is so stupid (laughs) and i love when they're with the police being like that's right we did do this last year and then they like knocked on wood yeah it's like they would be calling cps at that point i feel like like there is no there would be a record yes yes yeah i guess that's the hard part about this is like the man mclean that character has a hard time continuing. And it's kind of like when we were talking about the deeper films in the Rocky franchise, like trying to find the man outside of of the, the ring or something is mm-hmm. is really impossible when we're trying to find the man outside of McLean because he's just sort of like so unwilling to change, so stubborn that almost every person that meets him is like, you suck. <laughs> and still, <laughs> no one wants like, to hang out. <laughs> and still he's like that's your problem jerk off i, I yeah, love how much he says jerk off I nobody think, says jerk off anymore we gotta gonna, bring it oh, back there was one that made me laugh in part one where he's he says uh i think he says jerk weed in the first one or something like he that. he definitely says jerko as well at some point it was like Lots something i haven't heard it was like such an 80s like yeah that's what i said jerk weed or something <laughs> And I was like, yeah, I have not heard that. It's such a, that is not used anymore. Um, nope. McLean uh, only. A McLean only catchphrase. Um, but yeah, yeah. The 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 character does not quite have the arc that I'd hope for, uh, that, that I would hope for. But I do feel like it's one of those things where the first one, you always got to sit still and watch. Maybe the third yeah. one, if you're in the mood, sit still and watch too. There's a couple things in the third one that like can make me feel really uncomfortable too. Like, when he and Samuel L. Jackson have like a debate oh. about racism, I'm always like, man, they never should have done this. Get it I out mean, of this movie. I, the scene where he's holding the sign in the middle, like. It's so bad. It's so bad. Yeah. I, sometimes I try to imagine what people in 1995 like thought of that in real time because yeah. it's so extreme. But I think that's like where when I start to think about why people like John McClane, that movie is a great example too of like the the Trump voting person who's like, I know about racism. Okay. Oh, I know. <laughs> um, that's like the final nail where I'm like, oh, <laughs> McLean's definitely, um, definitely on the wrong side of this. <gasps> oh, it's so true. It's so true. Um, I was, you know, it's was another thing that was amazing to me is like, speaking of like his catchphrases, like, yippee kaye, motherfucker, is such like a non line. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, he literally says it as he's, like, exiting a door, like, just, like, going through, yay, motherfucker, just, like, leaves. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, like, only Bruce Willis could, like, make that, you know, his delivery, his commitment to it. And I think what I, what I was going to say with when you brought up Rocky, like, I think why that works better as a franchise, when we talk about that as a franchise, um, is that them going bigger just means they pick a bigger fighter (laughs) so it's like there's still realism there to where okay obviously in real life boxing you wouldn't be able to fight above your class blah 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 it's fine but (laughs) in die hard it's like 
they're asking a lot of you because they are doing more and more set pieces that have to like blow up a plane or you know new york like yeah. <laughs> so um it's a lot i i do like in die hard 3 though like the whole it becomes sort of they take the in one location thing of one and two but they and they they make it more um you know, I'm playing these games with you and you have to solve these riddles, like some jigsaw yes. shit, you know, yeah. it's like, <laughs> it's true. Have, yeah. And so it's like, he has to use his brain and him and Samuel Jackson have to, you know, figure these things out together. So it's different. It stands out like mm-hmm. enough on its own, um, you know, and it's not just like the same old thing over and over again. I think that's why that one's always fun to revisit. It's um, really exciting that yeah. one. Like I always forget what does and does not work. Like Same. where the yeah. yeah. Um, and I agree. I think like the third one holds the franchise up for me to the point where I'm sort of like, all right, I guess maybe the original story is is you know where it is in time, and I'm gonna take these movies one at a time if I can because I do like being with McLean, even though he's hard. You know, he's like hanging out with my dad or something. Uh, hurts my feelings, and then I'll leave. But yeah. other than that, I feel like you're right. There's not quite a story I return to. I'm not sort of like, oh, I can't wait to see what Jai Courtney's going to do next because I oh, care so man. much about McLean's kids. Like, I would see a Mary Elizabeth Winstead um, die hard. I- I'd fucking see that shit any day. But I'm good on if they want Jai Courtney to continue this. Do you think they will? Like in light of Bruce Willis kind of getting that really morbid diagnosis and just having to really focus on this part out. I just don't even want to put that energy out into the world. Like I don't, I don't even want the possibility to like. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Oh my god. Um, Um, Absolutely not. Die Hard. Be I know I'm I joke, but like it begins and ends. Dies hard with Bruce Willis. No one else can play John McClane. Don't even fucking try it. Um. You know, if you're going to do a spinoff, I guess you could do Mary Elizabeth Winstead. She's pretty action-y, like you said. But, like, isn't her character, like, just generic daughter like that? Just regular old generic, for sure. Can't do anything, you know. So I don't know how that would work. I just, yeah, I would just not even touch it. It, There's no story, really, to continue. There's nothing. Um, I think even by, like, the fifth one too it's just like we're we're out of places in america that we can put them in let's go to russia like like i know <laughs> like so stupid definitely my biggest problem was like no way man mclean is an american defender yeah, and he doesn't yeah. quite do that overseas like maybe there was a funnier country for him to do that in that i could have went for but Russia's just world like, war three by himself like the fuck well that also seems like it's in line with the mclean who's going right. like downhill in the end of the franchise but yeah i guess like unless bruce willis could come back which we know he cannot there's no yeah. reason to even try to force a story because there is no story left and while i enjoy the others i do agree that like returning to the first is so clearly different than re-watching any of the other ones yeah you know, I think part of one's charm for me, even like all that stuff, you know, we're making fun of John and like, you know, Trump voter and all that stuff. It's just like, there's like those moments where like he is tested. And I think a lot of it's more like internal and he's just, he just sits there in it, you know, and it's like, he doesn't really speak on it. Like, I mean, when he, the valet picks him up 
and you know he's playing uh run dmc and he's like you don't have any christmas music man he's like this is christmas <laughs> it's just like it's it's sort of like he just has to sit there and take it you know and it's yeah. like that's the fun of it mm-hmm. um so where you know some of the other ones might have just pushed it a little too far i just like how the first one's very like it's just subtextual that this is a guy he's not fit for california or la or nope. <laughs> nope. the west coast he's just like out of his depth in a number of ways um and so but again he has to do he's putting up with it because of his wife you know and he wants in his family um yep. so in that way you know and so you're on his side at that point um because you want this to you want it to work out for him you know um yeah so yeah i don't know all right i mean i think i think i i think we share similar feelings just about like how this franchise works just in terms of when we look at a whole franchise and i was saying before we got on the call today that's been my favorite part about discussing these things is that we watch all these movies we think about all these things and we've been able to watch an entire franchise and then talk about it mm-hmm. and this one is another of the greats just because it exists yeah. but the film will always stand alone i think as is because people always want to go back to the first one no one is ever like it's got to be live free for me man yeah well, I mean, and even just like in terms of like what they play on TV, I feel like the reason I've seen two the least is because of they never show two. That's right. Sometimes they'll show three and four. I've seen on a couple of the movie channels, but it's always one. Yeah. One, one is always the one that's going to be viewed. And I think the fact that it is like a Christmas movie um, for those who celebrate in that way, us movie mm-hmm. buffs, uh, action movie buffs. Uh, makes it just that much better that it's like you can watch it once a year that's right around this time and remember why it was so charming and made him into an action star you know yes even though um i'm i'm honestly though uh they just put up for the first time all the seasons of moonlighting on hulu Ooh! um, which i've never sat and watched i've seen a few episodes but i've never watched the entire thing um that's probably i'm gonna do that soon because Sick. um you know that that was like how he got his start he was the funny moonlighting you know guy detective yep. uh so i want to watch that i want to see i want to see what the general public was seeing that they were so upset that bruce willis was going to be <laughs> yeah <laughs> but again so. everyone calmed out like whenever they announced like fantastic four finally like in those rumors stop it's like yep Whoever they pick, I'm sure they have a reason. Like, you know, like Pedro Pascal is like rumored to be Reed Richards. That would be amazing. He's a sure would. great actor. He already has the gray highlights. Like, <laughs> yes. <laughs> so he's ready. Yes. So it's just calm down, guys. You just, you put your foot in your mouth. You, every time you're wrong about it, like, just stop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just let it go. Just yeah. let it go, you guys. Yeah. I definitely want to hear about that. And be sure to catch The Color of Night so you can get a little peep at B. Willie's little pee-pee. It's out. There's some full frontal nudity in that one, male and female. So it's also just a great time. Um, But before we run, because I do have to run, um, do you want to try to rank them? Or are you just probably like solid, I'm throwing everything out and it's diehard only? Um, You go first and then, yeah, I'll, I'll do it. All right. Well, obviously, a good day to die hard is last. I never want to watch it again. Um, uh, But then I think I toggled between die hard two 
uh, moving up to where I have Live Free or Die Hard because I think that I like having Live wow. Free or Die Hard in the background for Justin Long. That like I don't I like McLean being there, but honestly, I think I like hanging out with Justin Long, which is like a good. random thing because he's the only character that ever gets to be with McLean without the same kind of like next level tension that he has with Samuel L. He's you know, always like they're great. not the same age. Justin Long is such an underappreciated character actor. I always love him. Yeah, he's amazing. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and so I feel like that's high up on my list. So I go. A Good Day to Die Hard, Die Hard 2, A Vengeance in Number 3 for Symmetry, and then Live Free or Die Hard, and of course, <laughs> always the original. Um, I do like the title, Live Free or Die Hard 2. It's a pretty good title. <laughs> that, that's probably the best thing they got away with in that movie. <laughs> to be honest, the title goes hard, yeah. <laughs> uh, I, my ranking's not much different from yours, to be honest. Uh, just doing it in my head here. A Good Day to Die Hard, obviously last get out of here yeah the, the the box set blu-ray i have it's hilarious it like came out after the first four so it doesn't even have five in it and in my opinion that's like just how Perfect. it is mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> number four would be die hard two just like you uh only difference i would put live free or die hard number three mm. die hard with a vengeance number two and then of course original <sighs> one. Yeah. always yeah yeah this is this is a this is an interesting franchise so i'm interested to see uh if anybody asks us and tell us what they think about this franchise too you guys were too um, hard on the free on <laughs> yeah how could you guys it's it true it really could be awesome. <laughs> jay courtney's my favorite <laughs> i'm so sorry jay courtney i'm so sorry um he'll get his break eventually i feel like every every one of those actors were you just you can't force some of these guys to be leading men. That's the that's issue. what it is. It's true. It, you tried to force him on us. And I, I want to say, oh, I watched a movie called Jolt. It was an Amazon original with Kate Beckinsale okay. and Jai Courtney oh, like a couple right. years ago. Yeah. It was actually dope. Like okay. that movie, I was like, why can't Jai Courtney do more of this where his charisma is a part of this? Um, because otherwise he's going to get outstaged. Um, but yeah, I'm so sorry. We love yeah. you so much, Jake Courtney, as a human being. Um, just not in the Die Hard franchise. <laughs> yeah, just not in the <laughs> franchise world. Just stay, just you know, stay out of there. Stuff. Yeah, Get out of there. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right, cool. Anything else before we dip out? I think that's about it. Yeah. All right. Well, let's remind the people where they can find us. Get your fix and follow the show at We Stay Buff on Instagram and Facebook, on YouTube and Twitch at The Buffs. Follow me on Misfit underscore Minded on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, on X at Rampage underscore Misfit, and on my uh, media review website at MisfitMinded.com. Yeah. Take us for a ride and subscribe to the podcast on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And please leave a positive review. Five stars, five stars, five stars, always. And you can follow me on Instagram, YouTube, and Facebook at It's Me, Shani B. And give us recommendations. We want to know what you're watching, too. Uh, let us know. And thanks again for listening. We'll catch you next time for another edition of Movie Buffs. Stay buff. <laughs> Yippee-ki-yay. <laughs> Motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>